Charlia. Welcome to Good Luck Charlie. Just like you, I'm on the journey of self-discovery and am daily trying to learn what it means to find balance, create lifelong friendships, chase my dreams and invest in my future. So here's what I'm learning and loving on this crazy path of life. I'm so glad you decided to join me. Howdy y'all. I say y'all all the time. Because it's such a useful word because we don't have anything to describe like multiple people with you. Like we can't say, how are yous today? How are y'all today? Anyway, my friend and I talk about this all the time. And I'm sorry, that's such a random way to start the podcast. Welcome back to another podcast episode of the Good Luck Charlie podcast. I hope you have had a wonderful time since last time you listened to my voice. And if this is your first time listening to a podcast, it is so exciting to have you here. Thank you for being here. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to this. I hope that it inspires you and encourages you and motivates you in some way. And if it does, or if you've listened to a couple podcasts and you felt inspired or you've learned something, I would love, love, love and really appreciate if you shared it with a friend. Share one of your favorite episodes, pass it along because if everyone shared one, this is some good maths it would double the amount of people who get to listen to this and feel a little bit encouraged or inspired. And that would be super, super cool. I've had a pretty good week, just a lot of assignments and assessment, but it's always really satisfying to tick them off. I am one of those people that kind of stresses ahead of time, like the week before everything is busy because I'm thinking about everything that I have to do. But usually the week of assessment and assignments, I feel a bit better because I'm actually handing them in and I'm usually sometimes more on top of them than what I realize. So I had one of those weeks this week where I just felt like I was able to tick things off, get things done, and I didn't feel too stressed, which was good. But in saying that, I spent a lot of time outside doing homework and schoolwork and assignments outside, and that has helped me so much. I've said it before and I'll say it again, but getting a change of scenery for me, and I you should try it is the best way to become more productive so instead of just sitting at your desk and doing schoolwork go outside take it outside to a table outside and do it there go to a different room go to a cafe or a library something like that that's my favorite way to get a little bit more motivated and stop procrastinating so today's episode is based off of and all about what I learned from a book called living an inspired life by Dr. Wayne W. Dyer Dwyer Dyer I don't know how to pronounce it I love this book and I'll share it on the at goodluck underscore Charlie pod Instagram. But I just want to share some of the things I've learned from this because I think it has been quite interesting and taught me lots of things and also made me think and question lots of things. I started to read this book just before I started this podcast and it shaped my understanding a lot about the way I think and creativity and the way that you get different ideas. I also read this book as part of my challenge slash commitment to myself at the start of the year to read and engage with texts, be it movies or shows or podcasts, etc. that challenge me and don't immediately make me feel comfortable. This and um, Next week's episode is going to be all about, because it's six months into the year, it's going to be all about my goals for the year, my intentions for the year, and how I've been going on them, how I've progressed and what I've learned so far from doing those. And that is one of my goals. So I'll talk about this more then. But the biggest message from this book is that you can live a continuously inspired and motivating life if you remember to get connected to your source. And this source of inspiration can be whatever kind of you believe. The book was a Christian book, but it adapted it in lots of ways so that you could consider it to be the universe or something. But for me, my source is definitely, I believe, God created the whole universe, the world and everything in it and all of us. So that is my source. And I guess it makes sense, like physics... Matter cannot be created or destroyed. Energy cannot be created or destroyed. So it makes sense that whatever formed the entire universe is also what shaped us. And therefore, we also must be a part of that if we all came from this one source, this one thing. 
And again, maybe you don't immediately feel comfortable with this. Maybe you hear this and kind of disagree. And honestly, that is so completely fine. And I love that. If this makes you a little bit uncomfortable, just keep on listening. Keep on thinking through it. Engage with it in your mind in a way that you haven't thought about this kind of topic before. And you will grow as a person. And this is what it is all about. But for me, my source is God, who I believe is the creator of the whole entire universe. And it is true. The more I feel connected to God, the more I set intentional time to ground with myself, ground with God, or just for you, get grounded with your source, the more I felt inspired. And this is very true for this podcast. A lot of people have asked me, how do I get ideas for it? Or how do I know what to talk about each week? Or yeah, like how do I get ideas and how do I think of things to share? And it's very natural and it's very inspiring. It just comes from what I've been learning about, comes from what I've been inspired by throughout the week, comes from me spending time with God, spending time with myself and learning more about myself that then I can pass on and share with others. This podcast is literally all just about what I've been learning and loving throughout the week in a hope that some of you might be able to relate. So I'm just going to read through this book a little bit and read some of the things that I have found particularly inspirational. Chapter 7 begins with a saying from Epictetus, which says, You are a primary existence. You are a distinct portion of the essence of God and contain a certain part of him in yourself. Why then are you ignorant of your noble birth? You carry a God about within you and you know nothing of it. And it's kind of harsh, I guess, in some senses. But it's also really encouraging and cool to think about that we are a primary existence. There is nothing like us, but also we belong to the thing that created the whole entire universe and connects everything together. And that is pretty powerful to think about. Another quote that I love from this book and I want to talk about a little bit more is about slowing down in life. And Gandhi, who we all know, says, There is more to life than just increasing its speed. And whoa, that is... That just, wow, hits me. I get that. And I've never thought about it like that because I have always wanted to be older. I've always wanted to see what the future has to offer. I've always wanted to graduate. I always wanted to be in high school. I always wanted to be able to drive and just get older and older and have more freedom. I always kind of wanted to rush through life and get to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. But this reminds us that there is more to life than increasing its speed. And to be honest, life is lived in the slow moments, the moments where you're grounded and you're talking to someone and just really connecting and listening. That's where life exists. I'm going to read an excerpt from this section that I just think is so special. It says this, One of Gandhi's most illuminating observations remind us that there is more to life than increasing its speed. This is great advice for simplifying your life. In fact, slow everything way down for a few moments right here and now. Slowly read these words. Slow your breathing down so that you are aware of each breath in and each breath out. When you're in your car, downshift and relax. Slow down your speech, your inner thoughts and the frantic pace of everything you do. Take more time to hear others. Notice your inclination to interrupt and get the conversation over with and then choose to listen instead. Stop to enjoy the stars on a clear night and the cloud formations on a crisp day. Sit down on a mall and just observe how everyone seems in a hurry to get nowhere. By slowing down, you'll simplify and rejoin the perfect pace at which creation works. Imagine trying to hurry nature up by tugging at an emerging tomato plant. You are as natural as that plant, so let yourself be at peace with the perfection of nature's plan. Not only is that beautiful, but it's true, and it reminds us again that we are made up of the same stuff of this world, and we are an animal, we are like human, we have the same thoughts and emotions, and we cannot rush our growth 
We will grow up at the time and the way that we're supposed to. And you can't really rush or force that. All you can do is kind of let go, relax, breathe in, breathe out. Try to connect with yourself and learn more about yourself. And then you'll find your place in this world. And I do often catch myself running so fast through life in what can only be described as a whirlwind. I hate to admit it. But recently, I've been really trying to catch this and notice this and intentionally slow down. I particularly find this happens before bed, where I'm rushing around, brushing my teeth, having a shower, getting ready for the next day, trying to do all of these things that I can get to bed on time or whatever. And then I'm like, this is not helping. If I rush through life, if I get myself all worked up, increase my heart rate, etc., I'm not going to be able to sleep well. And I guess it's the same with everything in life. If we're doing things so fast, we're not going to be able to enjoy it. We're not actually going to learn anything from it because we're just rushing through it and not taking time to reflect. And we're also going to be full of more anxiety and just anxious at the pace that everything is going. But I get why people move fast because going fast can be addictive. Sometimes when I'm running around the house or doing a million things a minute or when I have a super busy day, you feel really accomplished and proud of yourself. But I think that's where the issue lies. We need to change what their what accomplishment and success is. And I believe that you should be just as proud of yourself when you have a slow day connecting with yourself, resting and relaxing as when you have a day where you maybe accomplish, quote unquote, many things. The book also talks about what it takes to be an inspiring person. And one of the main things discussed was that listening well to others is what inspires people. Another quote from Gandhi says that silence of the sewn up lips is no silence. One may achieve the same result by chopping off one's tongue, but that too would not be silence. He is truly silent who, having the capacity to speak, utters no idle words. And Dr. Wayne W. Dyer comments that listening well is like being in prayer, because in prayer, we're not looking for the resolution of conflict or answers falling from the sky. We just want to feel as if we're in contact with someone who cares enough to hear us out. And isn't it beautiful to think that when we listen to someone really well and truly just want to hear their heart without thinking about our own response, even if we disagree with what they're saying, that we can offer someone the sense of prayer, but also just the sense of feeling so loved and so seen and so wanted. And it's beautiful to think that someone else cares about what you have to say. And so in talking about things that make us feel a little bit uncomfortable or that don't quite sit with us but still get us thinking and that is where growth happens when we're a little bit uncomfortable a little bit out of outside of our comfort zone and when instead of just ignoring it we start to think about it I'm going to chat I'm going to touch on one of the things he talked about in his book in one of the final chapters and this was the idea that we can be aligned with nature and that nature can speak to us and communicate things so because he'd be able to say it so much better than me I just want to write about I'm going to read exactly what he wrote Everything in nature is in spirit, aka connected to their source. They aren't spoiled by ego, nor can they ever be. So when nature speaks to us, we should listen intently. When a wild bird touches you, for instance, or a fish brushes by when you're swimming in the ocean or lake, I believe that's a direct communication from our source of being. Since these creations of God instinctively keep their distance, when they depart from their DNA patterns that tell them to to keep their distance, and when they actually contact us physically, I think we should pay attention. A few times in my life, I've had a bird sweep by my body, and on each of these occasions, I felt a deep sense of connection to God. Each time I've stopped and re-examined my thoughts at the precise instant of contact, I was able to interpret that connection as a message to pay closer attention to my mission of writing. 
Just today, as I walked along the ocean and thought about writing this section on nature and spiritual alignment, a bright red cardinal flew within inches of my face and stopped right in front of me. It looked directionally at me, nodded its head and flew off, again very close to my body. At the time of this encounter, I was contemplating whether to even include these bird stories, considering that they might be misunderstood or perhaps even criticised by the professional community. In such moments, I always decide to listen to my own inner knowing, let the critics be damned. And if your immediate thought is, nah, that is made up like he's lost his head, Fair, but I would encourage you to stop that thought right then because I'm sure people think that about you and some of the things that you've experienced or some of the things that you believe or some of the times where you don't think something is quite a coincidence where whatever you believe the universe, God has worked something out. I'm sure people would look at you and think a similar thing like for real, but this challenged me and it's made me think. But I also now remember, since hearing this story that I initially shook my head at, I remember hearing other examples of people talking about that as well, when they prayed for a sign or maybe felt really unhelpful and a butterfly landed on their finger or something like that that represented hope and peace and joy and that just for them felt like a direct sign from God, from the universe, a correct, uh, yeah, just a direct sign to keep going and a correct, a direct message from the world, quote unquote. So I just want to leave that there. I don't really have anything to say about it because I don't know exactly, but it's going to be something that will keep on being in the back of my mind. And I'll see if I then notice things that I'm more aware of. If you've had any experiences with nature that you feel that connect with this topic, I would love if you sent me a message on the at goodluck underscore Charlie pod Instagram account and talk to me and told me a little bit about your experiences with nature and how that might have touched you or taught you something in particular, because this is now a topic that I'm very intrigued in. And if nothing else, it encouraged me to really just step out of my comfort zone of beliefs and my safety zone of beliefs. I now want to read some of the things of his book that help you to live an inspired life. These are his six blueprints to living an inspired life. Number one, be independent of the good opinion of others. So whatever you're doing, do it regardless of what others say. And this is talked about a little bit, how often we try to negate the negative things that people say in our life because we're like, they don't really know us. We have to try to ignore them. But just as much as whatever negative comments people say about you, you also kind of have to ignore the really good ones because again, they don't really know you. People don't fully know you. Number two, the people who receive the most approval care the least about it. And I think that's true. In my life, I know that the people that I really admire and respect are those who are just unashamedly themselves and they're Go after that and don't really care what other people think because they know who they am. And you can probably think of a few people in your life that are like that as well. Number three, stay detached from outcomes. We don't do something to reach a destination. It's good to enjoy each moment. It isn't all about striving and it's not all about arriving. There's only now. It's hard to stay inspired if you're always focused on a goal that could change or an outcome that could change. If you're always focused on the place that you're going, it's hard to remain inspired. And I've noticed this in my own life too. So we kind of have to just stay detached from the outcomes and just enjoy the destination. Each day, see it as a new opportunity to learn and grow and learn more about yourself regardless of what happens. Number four, know that you need nothing to be inspired. We are all we need to be inspired. Everything else comes and goes and only has the value that we assign to it. Number five, 
don't die wondering. If we fail to even try because of fear or rejection or doubt about our talent, we're going to go through life wondering, and that's what keeps us from finding and feeling inspiration. It's the moments where you step outside of your comfort zone, take a risk. That's the moments where you feel truly inspired, learn so much more, and I think are truly living and connected to your source and just connected to yourself. Number six, our desires won't arrive by our schedule. Don't focus on when, but focus on who you are and all that you are becoming. Classic saying to let go and let God. Allow inspiration to flow in and out on God's terms, but trust that it will come. And one of my favorite all-time quotes by Napoleon Hill, if you can't do great things, do small things in a great way. Don't wait for great opportunity. Seize common everyday ones and make them great. And that is pretty much the most inspiring you can get. Hope I've inspired you to think about a few different things and that you have a great week and that you can continue to pursue things that push you outside of your comfort zone with your beliefs, with your actions and with everything else. I finally want to conclude with one more quote by Carl Jung. Whatever you do, if you do it sincerely, will eventually become a bridge to your wholeness, a good ship that carries you through the darkness. And that is all that I'm going to conclude with. I hope you have a fabulous week. I hope you have a fabulous next 10 minutes, 24 hours, three days, week, month, and year. I desire for you to feel good, for you to feel some joy and content, and that you can continue to ground yourself and connect yourself to whatever you believe that your source is. Continue to push yourself uh, in your beliefs and continue to just search for what feels truthful to you. And sometimes that isn't always what is most comfortable. I'll conclude with that. Have a fabulous week. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope you know how loved you are. Bye, you guys. Good luck, Charlie.